Well, good morning again, Daniel Valdez again. Pleasure and honor to talk to you today. It is a DCI-themed show, and what better way to start off than to talk to you about a wonderful opportunity down here in San Antonio, Texas, that the Boston Crusaders are putting on. It is a brass clinic put on by the Boston Crusaders staff, and this is very popular among drum corps. They hold them all year round. These brass and percussion clinics, a lot of a lot of uh, educators, a lot of uh, people that want to get involved in the activity, go to these things. And the Boston Crusaders is probably one of the best organizations out there. They're going to be putting on a brass clinic here in San Antonio, Texas, at Tejeda Middle School on Saturday, January twenty fifth, from ten a.m. to five thirty p.m. Talk about some great instructors like Gino Cipriani, Jared Lippin, Aaron Bailey, who are going to be there instructing you, walking you through philosophies of the Boston Crusaders, all sorts of stuff. Bring your brass instruments. Let's get this done. Talking about uh, volume control when you do your master class. Talking about articulation and as well as doing visual uh, exercises as well, including something that's really, really important in the activity, crucial to being uh, successful in the activity multiple responsibilities, handling music and visual responsibilities at the same time. Great stuff there. You also get to sit in on a Boston Crusaders rehearsal and perform with the Boston Crusaders Brass. What an incredible opportunity for those who can make it out. It is the Boston Crusaders Brass Clinic. Wonderful opportunity ahead. If you're a brass player, you're an educator, get out there and uh, and learn from some of the very best. More information can be found at bostoncrusaders.org slash brass clinic. Yes, talk about a wonderful opportunity with the Boston Crusaders. Like I said, these events are getting more and more popular by the day. Uh, brass players, get out there. BostonCrusaders.org slash Brass Clinic. Learn from the best. Here's your opportunity. And with that, it is a DCI-themed show. Good morning again, Daniel Valdez again. Awesome to talk to you today. It is a bright, sunny day. It is going to be all about positivity. However, this is probably going to be one of my most opinionated uh, episodes that I've ever done. <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to piss a bunch of people off, but we'll see how that goes. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Dan Podcast. Thank you so much for liking and subscribing to a lot of stuff. Keep it coming. You can follow me at DanPodValdrez on Instagram, and be sure to follow the TexasBands.com Facebook page. We got to talk about these rule proposals, specifically one. That's kind of one that I need to focus on. And uh, I'm going to do it in a kind of a fun way. I hope the analogy makes sense. I've been teasing this on social media for the past couple of days. Uh, it's taken me several minutes in order to form that analogy, which means... Uh, this should be a pretty entertaining episode. So we need to talk about DCI rule proposals. Every year, and we're going to go over the basic stuff, how to do rules, how to, how the rule becomes, you know, in the rule book and all that stuff. But uh, we got to talk about how that gets in there and all that stuff. Let's get that taken care of. So every year, DCI gets a bunch of rule proposals submitted to them, and they whittle them down, and they basically come out with what you saw on the DCI.org website uh, a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, however long it was, however long it was. And that's what got people in kind of a tizzy a little bit, specifically one, the any instrument proposal really had some people, uh, either scratching their heads or really angry or whatnot. But, you know, we need to go over how this stuff gets in the books very, very quickly. Let's go over it. And as always, there is always this so just follow along with me 
How does a rule become in the get in the rule book at DCI? Very simple. Well, somebody's got to write it down. <laughs> you got to submit a uh, you got to submit a rule proposal. Then you have got to have uh, rules and task force committee basically sign off on it. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're going to they want you to try to flush out the ideas as clearly as possible. They're going to take that to other uh, you know folks in the DCI activity who you know, they're going to ask opinions. They're going to see kind of get feedback on what that is. This they're trying to basically trying to find out if this is anywhere near being viable. Is this a complete idea? Is this a clear idea? And if it's not, then how can we kind of make it so? So you go through that, you do the paperwork, that gets signed off. Then you submit it to the rule committee. Rule committee goes over it, and all the rule committee is really doing is they're determining whether this is a flushed idea that at least at least uh, deserves some discussion. Some discussion. Does it deserve discussion? Is it a clear idea? You know... Nothing crazy like, hey, you got to eat a bag of Skittles before you go on the field. Obviously, that's going to get tossed out. So there's these little steps before you even know that this is going on. This stuff happens, it basically starts in the middle of October. But these ideas are flushed out way ahead of time. But October 15th, in the middle of the month, right around there, it's like, that's when you start seeing uh, proposals in the back end. There's all these little steps that I've described before you get to the winter meetings, which are going down this weekend. The reason these are so important is because not only do you have everybody involved in the, the DCI activity there, but these rule proposals essentially get voted on, and there's a couple of phases to that. Now, I've already talked about submitting the proposal. It's got to go through rules and task force. It's got to get kind of smoothed down and, and made a lot clearer than it already is. Then... Uh, then it gets put up to the instructor caucus. So you're already going through a couple of phases before the general public knows about it. Now, the fact that it's going through a couple of phases already should already tell you, hey, this is whatever is being proposed has some merit to it. So keep that in mind as we discuss this further. This weekend at the winter meetings, you're going to go through something called the instructor caucus. Basically, Instructors from the drum corps will get together. They break up by caption. Caption uh, brass people, you go over there. Uh, uh, visual people, you go over there. Guard people, percussion, whatever. Break them up into captions, and then they discuss all these rules. They're discussing, hey, this should be put up to a final vote, or no, this shouldn't be put up to a final vote, or you know, it might be, but this might. This part's a little unclear. Do you think we could add this? All sorts of stuff happens in the instructor caucus. Uh, that gets voted on, whether it needs to be put to a final vote or not put up to a final vote. Once that's done, and there are a lot of rules that just get shot down right then and there. They don't even make it out of the room. They're like, what the hell is this? And they get rid of it. For the lucky rules that do get advanced on, they go on to, uh, they get, they go on to the voting membership. And they get voted on. Simple majority requires it to be passed. Once you get a simple majority, it goes on to the board of directors. They vote on it. Simple majority. Done. We're out of here. It's a rule. Lots of opportunity for rules to be shot down and thrown in the garbage. Again, the fact that you see these eight, I think there's eight proposals total. The fact that they've made it this far already tells you that there's support behind it. Keep that in mind. Now, we can read through all these proposals, and I've read through all of them. Not just the little summary part that DCI.org put up there. Now, granted, DCI did put up 
the full uh, PDF file. You can see everything. You can see all the signatures. You can see all the documentation. It's all it's all available for you. They're not hiding it really. But most people just saw the summary and they're like, "What the hell's going on? This is garbage." Any instruments you, and then curse words and all that stuff. We could read through the text. I could bore you the hell with it. But I thought it would be more fun to kind of explain what I feel like are the true motivations behind this. I could read the fiscal impact to you, and I probably will at some point, but why not make it fun? Why not try to tell this story in another way? So I propose to you, DC Fry, the French Fry analogy, to how it's become, how it's become known now. It does say any instrument, there's a small section that says, including woodwinds, and that's what people focused on. I don't think anybody is going to be real pissed if a harmonica player, you know, shows up and starts playing. But the second a clarinet gets on the field, a lot of people, the, the, the thought of that really upsets people. Let's see if we can talk through this. French fry analogy. Let's start this. Let's imagine that DCI is a hamburger stand like something you would find at a festival or if you're in San Antonio and Fiesta, one of these giant booths. And all they sell is hamburgers. They don't sell anything else. They don't sell onion rings. They don't sell vanilla shakes or cherry Coke. It's just hamburgers. And you've got 20 to 22 or 23 hamburger vendors there. And the amount varies depending on whether that particular vendor, you know, makes proper financial decisions and doesn't hire creepy people. So you've got your vendors there and now they, they're all making hamburgers, but they make different flavor. They make different kinds of hamburgers. You have somebody that make turkey burgers. You have someone that make veggie burgers. You have some that make bison burgers or venison burgers, and they all have different toppings. Some of them have grilled onions. Some of them have mushrooms. Some of them have no tomatoes on it. Some of them create a special sauce that they put on there that you need to take a blood oath in order to make. Uh, <laughs> this is going well, I'm sure. Um, so, you've got all these hamburger vendors there, which is fantastic. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing, but they're all just making hamburgers. Let's keep that in mind. And they're doing well. They're doing okay. They have outside vendors. They have outside investors. They have out the people that used to work, uh, you know, either making the patties or chopping the, the, chopping the veggies or toasting the buns or whatever. And they have dedicated alumnus, they have dedicated alumni, they have people that give money back, they have sponsorships with specific uh, with specific uh, people that provide them their product, whatever. You get what I'm saying. And they're doing okay. They're making monies, but they're nonprofit organizations. So they need to get their hands on as much money as, as, as they possibly can. But now keep in mind, they're only selling hamburgers. So how do I... How do I do this? In business, you want to try to get as much money as you possibly can without spending that much money. So how do we do that? Now, remember, we're only selling hamburger at this, at this place. And then a couple of them go, you know what? We've got a really good idea. Let's sell French fries. Everybody loves French fries. Have you ever been out to eat with somebody? Somebody offers you a French fry and you said no? They look at you, they look at you like you were crazy. Everybody loves French fries. So people are like, yeah. The vendors are going, yeah. No, you know what? I think fr French fries would be a good idea, because 
people love french fries. It should be the hamburgers and french fries really seem to go together. Here's the issue. There's a dedicated fan base of that hamburger stand. And the reason they love the hamburger stand so much is because they only sell hamburgers. They're not trying to push anything else on you. They're not selling french fries or onion rings. or They're not selling any of that stuff. I like this hamburger stand because they only sell hamburgers. That's it. And that's how I want my hamburger stand. Fair enough. But these are nonprofit organizations. They want your money. They need more money. They need a new source of income. They need to get the french fry crowd. They need to get other people involved. So they go, okay, we should start selling french fries. That's a good idea. So they go up to the person, they go up to the executive board of the hamburger stand, whatever. <laughs> Just go with me on it. Go to the executive board of the hamburger stand. Hey, we want to, I think we would sell french fries. It'll increase, uh, we'll get more business, get more people involved in our hamburger stand, and uh, we'll be able to get marketing opportunities and ads and all sorts of stuff that we hadn't been able to do before because we're selling french fries. Executive board goes, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. That's awesome. Listen to me right now. I'm glad that a lot of you are for this. You hamburger vendors have an idea about the french fry thing. That's great. Well, we obviously need to vote on this. We need to formalize it and make a vote on it. So somebody needs to write it out and put their name on it and sign off on it. So who's going to do it? And then all the hamburger vendors scatter. They go, hey, what the hell? Where, where are y'all going? And they go, I can't put my name. I can't put my vendor's name on that. Why not? Well, there's a dedicated fan base. There's dedicated alumni and alumnus that donate money every year. We have business relationships with folks. And the reason they give us money and, the and our most hardcore fans, the ones that buy all the merchandise at all the, well, I just went away from the analogy. I don't give a, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the people that invest the most money in us like our hamburgers because we only sell hamburgers. If we tell them, if I tell them that I am for selling French fries, they will blast me on social media. They will email me nasty messages. They will threaten to leave the activity. They'll threaten to pull money. They'll threaten, they'll, they'll threaten me to death about selling French fries. So I can't put my name on it. And the other hamburger vendors go, you know, you're right. I can't put my name on it either because of the, the backlash that'll happen on social media. So the board of directors at the hamburger stand go, okay, I have an idea. Let us propose it. We'll have somebody propose it. It'll come from us. That way, at least through the initial reaction and the initial vitriol, they can't target one group. All of a sudden, the conversation becomes the hamburger stand wants to sell french fries instead of, hey, the bison burger people want to sell french fries. They're trying to ruin our hamburger stand. Let us take the water, let us carry the water for you, at least through the initial reaction. Now, granted, everybody's going to find out who voted for what. It always gets out, especially with social media. But at least through the initial reaction, we'll carry the water for you. That's my French fry analogy. Let's go over it. Number one, DCI needs new money. The cores need new money. So this rule proposal, when I first heard about the any, any instrument policy, 
my first reaction, and my friends can attest to this, I cursed up a storm. I was angry, and I was completely against it. And the reason why is not because of any sort of anger or anything like that. The reason why was because I like the activity the way it is. I think it's fine. I enjoy myself thoroughly at drum corps contests every year. But then I read the proposal. Then I actually I read past the summary, and I read the, fin- the fiscal impact. And that's why I changed my mind on it. Because this is not this is a business decision. Let's get that straight. Any instrument policy, yes, if you're going to be inclusive, you're going to have everybody who wants to play a clarinet on the field, they can be involved in the drum corps. I get that. But don't get it twisted. This is a business decision. They need new money. The people listening to this right now, they already have your money. You're already drum corps fans. You already go to the contest. You already spend the merchandise. You already buy the DVDs and CDs and, and whatever. They need new money. They need new marketing opportunities. I'll put it to you like this. If you walk down the street and you ask somebody, hey, do you know what drum corps is? They're going to take out their pepper spray and douse you in the face. The regular person walking down the street doesn't know what drum corps is. This is still a niche activity. Yes, thousands of people are involved in it. Thousands of people go to these contests every year. It is still a niche activity. And the problem or the issue with niche activities is that there is a limited amount of money that you can draw from them. Now, if you walk down the street and go, hey, you know what a clarinet is? You know what a saxophone is or whatever? They're going to go, yeah. Or you know what a marching band is? They're going to go, yeah, of course. I used to be in one. You'd be surprised how many people were used to be in a marching band. Uh, it, seems like every cele- it seems like a celebrity every now and then wants to trying to be normal and they say they were in a marching band. Anyways, I'm not saying DCI wants to become full-on marching band because I know that's I know that's something that scares a lot of people. But when you break it down, this is a business decision. They need new marketing opportunities. They need more eyeballs. They need more paying customers in the stands. They need more paying customers willing to spend money on merchandise. Now, keep this in mind. There is not this grassroots group of woodwind players that is trying to break down the doors at DCI headquarters and demand that they be in the activity. There's a difference between going up to a clarinet player and going, hey, they allow, they allow a clarinets and drum corps. Do you think you want to try out? They go, yeah. There's a difference between that and, hey, I have a 250,000 person signature petition demanding that we be put in DCI or we're going to go to the headquarters in Indianapolis and we're going to protest and we're going to shout slogans and we're going to blast you on social media. That doesn't exist. Let's get that straight. Any instrument policy is about money. And I respect that. (laughs) I get it. More Money is needed for the for the drum corps. More money is needed for the activity in general. The way you do it is you have to expand the fan base and you have to essentially bet that the fan base you have to bet that you're gonna get that business and you're gonna have you have to bet that that business is gonna keep feeding you money. It's a business decision. I get it and I respect it. Yes, it's gonna change the activity. 
And yes, people are angry that this might pass. I really wanted to convey two messages. Number one, business decision. It's about that money. Nobody's trying to ruin the activity here. They just want more cash. <laughs> and can you really blame them? It's a nonprofit organization. I can't blame them for that. Number two, this is a very important point. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that the bigwigs and the people in charge feel the same way. There are a lot of people, I have a feeling, this weekend, a lot of people are going to find out that their favorite drum corps, they can do no wrong as of right now, but how do they feel? about how, how do they feel about this topic. It's probably very different than what you feel. The fact that a single drum corps did not put their name, it, it's got to be signed off by somebody. These rule proposals have to be signed off by somebody. The fact that this came from somebody on the board of directors should tell you everything. This rule proposal has a lot of traction to it. There are a lot of drum corps that support this. A lot of them. And you're going to be, so I think you're going to be real surprised this weekend. It's about that cash. It's about money. Nobody's trying to ruin the activity. People said, people threatened, people said, and I was told personally, that if electronics and amplification passed, this, and keep in mind, it's been around for about 15 years. If electronics and amplification passed, it would ruin the activity. The exodus from the, the amount of fans leaving the activity because of electronics and amplification would be so large that DCI would have to cease operations. Did that happen? Nope. Guess what happened? The people that still supported the activity supported it even more and they got some more eyeballs in there. They got some more new they got some more new money in there. I think the same thing is going to happen this weekend. I think it passes. I would be real surprised if it didn't pass because this is not about the this is not about the heritage of the activity or anything like that. This is not about the tradition of the activity or anything like that. This is about money. This is about cash. Can I get new money? Remember when DCI was on, remember back in the, uh, the mid-2000s, or the early 2000s, I should say, when DCI was on ESPN2? We all loved it. Finally, this thing's going to go mainstream. Finally, people get to see what this activity is all about. And then the DCI show came out on ESPN2, and the most hardcore fans were pissed. They were angry. Why, why aren't you showing me full shows? Why did you only show me five minutes of the Blue Devils? Why did you only show me half of their show? They were angry because they thought that program was for them. They thought it was going to be like the old PBS broadcast where you got to see the top five cores in its entirety. That show was not made for the hardcore fan. That show was made for people that didn't understand the activity to try to get them involved in the activity. That's what it was for. This is the same thing with the rule proposal. It's trying to get people involved in the activity that are not 
involved in it or not as involved in it. It's about cash. It's about money. I respect it. I think it passes with flying colors this weekend. I'd be real surprised if it didn't pass. And we adapt and we acquiesce. Everybody wants to go full. Everybody wants to go full Armageddon on this. If you do any instrument policy, there's going to be a saxophone line. There's going to be 40 saxophones on the field. Is that a possibility? Of course it's a possibility. Is it going to happen right away? No. Of course not. This gets implemented little by little. So it's going to be... It'll be interesting, to say the least, this weekend about how people react to it. But I think that... If you think that this is some sort of flash-in-the-pan idea, that someone just kind of slapped this together just to see how people would react to it, I can promise you this idea has way more traction than you want to give credit for. So we'll see what happens. Any instrument policy, it may be time to adapt. This may be the time it happens. But we'll see how it happens. We'll see what goes down. I'm done here. Thank you so much for putting up with my stupid crap. Thank you so much for listening. I'm done here. I will talk to you next week when all this stuff gets sorted out and it gets voted on, and then uh, we'll go from there. So until then, uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, going back to school and enjoy all that fun stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye.